The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? In the first series Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to talk to a veteran in the SEO agency and consulting game. Joining us is Steve Wiedemann, who is the CEO and founder of the Wiedemann Consulting Group, which is a consulting practice driven by a mission to provide the best possible platform for businesses to work with their SEO and SEM resources with complete transparency. WCG calls this platform the SEO Roadmap, and to date is proud that 100% of their client success rate in improving relevant traffic from search results. The company offers four types of services, a consulting retainer, audits and strategy, SEO roadmaps, and SEO monitoring. And today, Steve is going to talk to us about how he has adjusted his SEO strategies during the pandemic. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Steve Wiedemann, CEO and founder of the Wiedemann Consulting Group. Steve, welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for having me. Excited to share some of uh, my experience and hopefully help some businesses that are struggling with a little bit of this pandemic and post-pandemic search change that we've seen. Excited to have you on the show. Excited to learn from somebody who's had an interesting career in SEO. You, you've worked in agencies and now you're kind of refocusing to be more of a consultant. So tell me a little bit about what the WCG does and what's the difference between agency and consulting to you? Sure. No, absolutely. Well, an agency is typically uh, sort of an agency on record that handles a lot of the fulfillment work that's required to optimize a website, to create and optimize content, to do outreach and get other websites to kind of cross promote and share your content. Uh, consultancy, what we really focus around is some really in-depth 
exhaustive, comprehensive research, right? What are the competitors really getting the most traffic from? How are they getting links to their website? What are some things that we see as opportunities to improve the current content and build a roadmap for all of the content that we could possibly have on our website? And in some cases, you know, that information architecture could take months to build. And then when we're done, if clients can handle the, the work that we've presented, the suggestions on their own, fantastic. Some of them come back and they say, you know, we could really use some extra set of hands to make sure that we're doing this correctly and that we're, we're understanding what you're, you're throwing at us a little bit better. So I think of the difference of what you're describing for SEO consultancies versus agencies is the consultancy is the strategy, you know, the plan, and the agencies are primarily focused on the execution, right? The actual implementation and they're a little deeply, a little more deeply ingrained into the day-to-day operation. Obviously, SEO strategies have changed over the last years. The whole world has changed. Talk to me a little bit about how strategy has changed in the wake of the pandemic. How were SEOs affected and what's different in terms of what they should be doing? It's a great question. You know, all, all three of the major disciplines that go into SEO have been impacted one way or another. The technical aspect of it, users are, are using their mobile devices because they're home more and not you know, sitting in a cubicle. So really addressing mobile experience, page experience, as Google's calling it, you know, with this new core web vitals update that they're planning on rolling out here in June. There's a lot of, of technical aspects that are impacted because of the behavior and the devices that users are using. On the content side of things, I think when you appear in search results, it's not just your website in many cases. If you're a local business or a multi-location business, you're going to appear in Google Maps, you're going to appear in other search results, not just in the organic section. So from a visibility standpoint, a lot of users are looking at the images and the pictures and the reviews and what people are saying and what they're seeing. If they're seeing you know, employees not wearing masks because the pictures haven't been updated, they might be compelled to not click on the listing. And if, if search engines see that enough, if they see that um, users just aren't selecting that listing, they might infer that it's not helpful and that listing might get demoted or even go away. So I think it's really important for businesses to make sure that they're now addressing how people are, are viewing their listings in search results. The second thing is, is how they're searching. You know, they're not searching for directions to IHOP anymore. Right? They're searching for breakfast delivery near me. They're searching for takeout, car side, curbside, to go, outdoor dining, outdoor seating near me. Those are the types of queries that, that users are making. Even as we come out of this pandemic, there's still a lot of folks that are at home that haven't been vaccinated or have and still don't feel comfortable going out. And then there's those that have realized, hey, I don't have to go anywhere because of this pandemic. Now I can order and have everything I want delivered to me or just swing by and pick it up where those weren't options two years ago. IHOP didn't have delivery two years ago, right? So I think the, the change is that the opportunity is to create content that satisfies those search results. With IHOP and with Applebee's now, there's dedicated delivery and takeout pages available for each location. So instead of it just being, here's the location page, which might show up in the map pack area of the search results, now there's an organic listing that says, you know, restaurant delivery near you, call Applebee's breakfast delivery near you call IHOP. So users see that right in the search results and get what they were looking for. A few observations. First, you're making me hungry. (laughs) Second, there is both a user behavior change 
and also a content change, a functionality change that is impacting a lot of businesses. And, and you mentioned, you know, IHOP and Applebee's, the example of local commerce. And uh, you know, those are chains, and obviously they've got a sort of a corporate website, and those are complicated properties. Do you feel like the changes that SEOs are are being faced with, primarily focused, you know, in e-commerce, in restaurant and dining, in events, we're putting in all of our local delivery instead of directions to the store. And obviously that has an impact. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Are those changes that are going to last? Are we making these you know, sort of fundamental shifts in how we think about fulfilling customer needs and the SEO and the content associated with it because it's the world that we live in today or is it the world that we're going to be living in in 10 years? I would say the stakeholders believe that a percentage of, of those users are going to stay online so much to the point where we look at our, our key performance indicators for SEO and you look at 2019 and then go 2020, you're like, whoa, we went way up in the number of online orders that are coming in, you know, in, in part because of people ordering online and not going into the restaurant. So the KPI for 2022 isn't going to be, let's increase our organic search volume by 10%. But as you mentioned, it's to retain. So the, the goals here to retain, the, the business will set the objective and say, I want to retain, I don't know, 30%, 40% of the new business that came online from the pandemic. And so our, our KPIs have shifted from growth to retention in many of those cases, particularly with the brick and mortar locations, the restaurant chains. So yeah, I think that's something the stakeholders are thinking, feeling, and, and forecasting for. So our roles as CEOs now is just to figure out what are some other ways that we can get people to want to stay online? What are some loyalty programs that we, we could roll out with online ordering incentives? I think that whole mind shift has turned into, we think we can retain some of these users because now they're accustomed to using online ordering. Sometimes they're still going to go in, so we're not going to get 100% of it, but the number seems to you know be right between 30 to 50% is what they expect to retain. Yeah, there's an interesting strategic decision here for the SEOs that are listing is, you know, you focus the entire year about 
operating your content and maybe some of your technical strategies, your page structure, some infrastructure in terms of prioritizing online ordering, online-based delivery. And now there becomes the question of, do you want to drive your traffic back to in-store purchases? Do you want to drive them to continue to have the option for online delivery? I'm sure with every business, this is going to be different depending on sort of the KPIs of the business. If you make more money off delivery, keep them online. If you find you have a higher average order value, you want to drive people back into the store. I'm sure fine dining wants people in the restaurant to sell alcohol. I'm sure Applebee's wouldn't mind delivering the pancakes and charging a delivery fee on top of the base fee for the food. At the end of the day, when you think about advice to the SEO community, how should they be thinking about finding the right balance between optimizing for retaining that sort of digital experience that they've figured out as opposed to driving people back into you know, the previous world order, which might have been more profitable? Sure. Well, I think the two marry each other really well. I think there's some things that you can do offline to remind people that when they go home, you know, they don't have to come back tomorrow, but they can still order. Hey, did you enjoy something you had today? You can order it tomorrow online, have it delivered. I think there's that that idea that we can kind of marry the two. I think that's important. I also think segmenting your content strategies, whether you're using SEMrush, Conductor, whatever platform you happen to be using to track your keyword rankings and your keyword performance, segmenting those so that you can eyeball them, you know, separately. So for us, as we go against the the delivery service providers that are out there, the Uber Eats and Postmates, as we try to tackle some of that market share for delivery related keywords, you know, we're going to keep that in a separate segment and we'll monitor and trend and continue to nurture that because I don't think uh, unless the business says we don't want to do this anymore, we don't like off-premises, let's cancel it until they tell you that. I think that the focus should be continuing pouring water and sunlight by you know, improving the content and improving the, the technical aspects of that page, improving your ability to teach the locations how to get more visibility to their locations to boost their, their map rankings. Uh, and then the, the other thing you might want to pay attention to is what the competitors are actually doing. If it's a delivery service provider targeting a specific category like breakfast or pancakes, set up a alert, like a visual ping, P-I-N-G. It's a little extension you can put on your Chrome, your Chrome browser and it'll notify you when their pages change So just taking a monthly view at what the competitors are doing with their version of the page that you have ranking for that search term will give you a little bit of insights as to what kind of tests that they're doing and what's working for them so that you can run similar tests to see if you can continue growing your own page level rankings. So I think that content segmentation is key, though. I think that's a great idea. You know, segmenting your content, we think about segmenting by keyword set. We think about segmenting by devices. Segmenting by user experience online versus offline, uh, you know, uh, local delivery as opposed to in-store purchase makes a lot of sense as well. Last question I have for you, you know, we talk a lot about the food delivery because there's a very clear like in-store experience as opposed to at-home dining, a, a digital experience. Are there other industries that you think were obviously impacted by this sort of blending of local and digital experience? Is it fine dining? Who else was impacted? I think everyone was impacted in one way or another. And depending on what your your product is, what you offer with packaging in the beginning, people were wiping down packages. They didn't want packages from places that weren't Amazon, right? And even Amazon got impacted a bit, if you recall. So I would say that every industry to some degree was impacted, whether it was because they 
you know, weren't making it clear that they cared about people's safety by updating images and texts and, and attributes to their listings or whether you know it was it had something to do with um, uh, the changing behavior of how users are searching now that they're at home on their couches uh, with their laptops and have more choices to kind of price compare as opposed to trying to rush on a break during their office break in the cubicle before the pandemic i think i think that behavior shifted but i think the way to to identify where those changes happen is drill into your analytics and look at at some of the the page level segmentation that you have and look at the difference in 2019 and 20 and which pages were impacted the most and what the changes were or the differences in those pages and then working kind of reverse engineering it and seeing what changes that you can make to content to visuals to keyword targeting that might adjust and search console will give you a lot of that data too it's 16 months back there's still some data in there pre-pandemic get in there download the data look at the keyword differences on what they're actually using to get to those pages and address them from a content standpoint because I'm, I'm sure you're going to see a bit of an impact. Same thing on paid. Take that same search console data, drop it into your ad groups and exact match and you know, watch those quality scores go through the roof. It's not just a new world order for IHOP and Applebee's. It's a new world order for all of you SEOs. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Steve Wiedemann, CEO and founder of Wiedemann Consulting Group. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Steve and I are going to discuss how to scale multi-location SEO. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to contact Steve, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Wiedemann, that's W-I-I-D-E-M-A-N, or you could visit his company's website, which is Wiedemann.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. But that's not the case anymore, thanks to Ahrefs, because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to voicesofsearch.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. 